Welcome to the Warner Brothers Podcast. I am Keenan, joined by my brother Kyle, joined by Timmy. Milestone episode, boys. Episode 200. 200. We put 200 of them things together. Clap it up real quick. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. I'm glad that we've been able to put in 200. Looking to put up 200, 300, 400 more. Uh, but we might need how a toast your guys at the end of this podcast. Actually, we I don't have anything with me, but you know what? I can go get some. I can go get a sprite or something. <laughs> go throw back an old, not the dirty sprite, but go throw back a sprite or something crazy. Danny ain't got a white claw over there. or Anything? Danny does have a white claw, but like in go. the fridge. You could, you could shot a white claw. I could, you could shotgun a white claw. For yeah, yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I'm sure I'm gonna shotgun a white claw. That would be garbage. But hey, how was your boys's? You're right. It is 200. It is. It would be all all for the 200. How was your guys' weekend? Weekend was cool. I mean, you know, we had the in season tournament final, which was which was that was cool. It very much had an NCAA tournament feel to it, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, great games yesterday. I mean, hey, this is what November, December, January football is all about: the unpredictability, the uh, the controversy. Yep. Uh, the uh, teams playing spoiler. Uh, I love it. I love it. I'm already ready for week 15 as we speak, but we got two Monday night games. So that's we got cool. two. Got the two Monday night games before we get the three Saturday games this coming week, which is crazy. Uh, Timmy, your weekend good? It was pretty good. Some decent football, some not so decent. Uh, like Kyle said, definitely some spoiler, which is great. I love seeing spoiler. I love seeing teams that don't deserve to be there not be there. So that's best. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. So, first, I want to start off with just what we would expect to start. Off. I'm not going to go Cowboys yet. I'm going to start off with the Chiefs-Buffalo uh, Bills game. So, Kyle, how did you, I know how Timmy feels real quick, but I don't know how you feel. How do you feel about the call and Mahomes' reaction and Reed's reaction to the call of offsides? Glad you asked, Keenan. Um the call was fine. Yeah. I don't I don't understand what the hell. I don't want to say I lost respect for Mahomes especially, but I was pretty surprised to see him carrying on the way he did, uh, especially especially in the post-game handshake with Josh Allen. Like, he's congratulating him on a good game, and Mahomes is like, that's the wildest shit I've ever seen. Can't believe that call. Like, I get it. Yeah, it's never called, but you saw the replay. He was on the blue line. Like, you can't. I mean, I was going to say today anyway, like I've seen offsides on the offense or on the kickoff or any of that called more than I ever have in my life this year. Like, I can't remember a time when it's ever been that much. Mm -hmm. And I can understand being mad, being called that much, by the way. I can understand him being, you know, that mad over that play in particular. You know, Kelsey pulls off one of the greatest plays you'll ever see. I mean, that's an all-time play if that play stands, no doubt. Uh, funny enough. On the day Frank Wycheck passed away for the Titans, he's the one who pulled off Music City Miracle against yep. the Bills. Uh, you know, that would have been wild had that stood. I mean, it was, yeah. it was some irony there. But 
it, it was the right call. We see some bullshit calls every week, every game from refs. And that was, I saw the replay and I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, he was, he was in the neutral zone. I don't, and then, you know, for my homes to be carrying on about it. I don't know. It was pretty rich of them considering how much they benefit from calls. I know I was sitting there waiting the entire fourth quarter. Like, all right, when's the Chiefs call going to kick in here? When are they going to get a good call to go their way? And didn't happen. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. You can't be the face of the league franchise quarterback complaining about that call. Be mad at Kadarius Tony. If you're going to be mad at anybody, don't be mad at that call, especially when there is video proof. If, there was, if it was 50-50 and you could say, oh, I don't know, I don't know, sure, then okay. But he was in the neutral zone. You can see it. I can see it. Tim can see it. We all saw it. So be mad at Tony. Don't be mad at the refs because that one wasn't on the refs. And Timmy, I talked to you a little bit before, but your thoughts? Pretty much the same thing. The call is, it's a rule for a reason. If you violate the rule and they call it, you can't be mad at it. Um, Definitely didn't like Patrick Mahomes not being like, hey, Josh Allen, great game. He was just like, oh, that's shit. Like, how dare they blow that game for us? Like, congratulate the man that just beat you, if anything. Mm -hmm. You know, have some composure. Like, he said something in the press in the press conference afterwards, he said, you hate to see a game like that decided by the refs. And the only thing that went through my mind was every game ever that's been decided for the chiefs by the refs that like they should have lost, but something happened. Um, and it was just like, he was AFC on the wrong side of that game. Last yeah. year, Even the Bowl Super Bowl had a little bit. Yeah. Like everything. It's like, and those are judgment calls. Those are judgment calls. This one, this was one was like dry. clear undisputed. He <laughs> exactly. was off sides. And like you said, he was over the blue line. If you look where the ball is, he's even further off sides. It's not even close. Like he's looking down and he's like, it's, it was, it was a pretty bad offside. So, and then something that felt a little shady though, was um, they brought in a ref on the broadcast, like a previous Super Bowl ref. And they were like, what are your thoughts on this? And he just like had the stats for no reason. He's like over the last two years, They've only been called twice, but this year it's already been called 11 times. And I'm like, how do you know that? And how do you know that that fast? Like, did you know something was going to happen? Yeah, exactly. He was like my moment. He seized it. Um, So I just thought that was kind of weird, but like it's offsides. It's been called plenty of times this year. Hell, it got called in the Eagles game. They called the guard offsides on their offensive Mm -hmm. line. Like that's a, it's a penalty. Just live with that. You know, you should be mad at Tony if you're mad at anybody. Yeah. And I think, I think this kind of boils down to some of what the Chiefs' problems are this season is like, there's a lack of accountability throughout the locker room right now, it feels like a lot of it's been talking about, oh, MVS with the pass interference. It's got obviously, but that was, that should have been called and it wasn't called. But just because that wasn't called last week doesn't mean this shouldn't be called this week. You don't do wrong last, like, Hey, I got I got away with going fifty five and a thirty five last week, or they they didn't call me for that, so I'm gonna do it this week, and then they shouldn't call it again. Like, every, like you, regardless I of, I don't know about that. That's kind of how I operate, actually. But. <laughs> yeah, but okay, again, that no, that's how a lot of people operate. It's like okay, so you guys, you I went through the same spot last week, and I went forty five and a thirty five, and you didn't pull me over, but this time you pulled me over, and you're and the person who gets pulled over is pissed off about it. Why? Because it's like, why didn't you do it last time? But then again, it's also like you're going 45 and 35. The rule is 
only go 35. I can pull you over if you're going 36. But, like, this wasn't like he was going 36 and 35. He was over the line. Like, this was completely clear as day a penalty. And so I just, I don't understand what the problem is there. You talk to Tony. You talk to these receivers for drops. You talk to, you got to button up. This is a team that we hold at the highest of standards that you possibly can hold because they're two-time Super Bowl champions over the last six years. They've been to the AFC Championship game every year within that span. Like, they've been in the Super Bowl three times now. Like, you hold them to a high standard. Like, like obviously, you being a Patriots fan, could you imagine if Tom and Bill would have reacted like this after something like that happened? Are you kidding? I would think the sky is falling if Tom and Bill acted like that. Obviously, Pat and Andy are too different, like the way their demeanors are and everything. But if Bill and Tom are acting like that, I mean, I've seen Tom get really mad at the refs. But even that, even so, I feel like Tom acts differently to say Peyton Manning after the game. Like, I think he shakes Peyton's hand because, I mean, this is close to either Peyton, Phillip Rivers, whoever you want to kind of compare the Allen Mahomes. But I think after game, he's still like, okay, still a good game. And then the presser is like, you don't like to see it come down to that, but still, we got to play better football. We only put up 17 points today, so blank. But that's that's that on it. I think it's I think it's childish for them both to complain like that about it. I it's whatever. Like deal yeah. with it. Next time, I mean, tell Tony to move back. You didn't need a warning. You don't exactly. need a warning for doing something wrong. You know what you're doing. You're adults. You know, in a season where. I've seen a lot of things for the first time. I mean, like last Sunday with the Titans and Colts, back-to-back pump blocks, I've never seen that in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've seen a million post-game quarterback handshakes. Never seen one like that where, again, Mahomes of all people is going to complain. And, you know, he's got to know, like, it comes with any championship where people are going to be like, oh, the champion gets calls. But in the Chiefs case, like, I'm not even that guy. It really does seem like the Chiefs get more calls than – like their average team, um, you know, and yeah, we've been. I can remember Keenan. You might remember this. It was a Pats Panthers game. It was a really good game Monday night, and like yeah, I think one in Luke, the end zone, Gronk. Luke, uh, yeah, yeah, Luke Keekley like hugged yep. Gronk in the end zone, and Belichick was on the ref, whatever, and maybe even said something about it in the post game. But it wasn't like they were straight up complaining. And you know what? All that tells me is that they know like this season ain't out for them. You know what I mean? Like, they know they're going to have to go on the road, most likely. They ain't happy about that. And they know this team ain't got the goods to to win at the end of the day. I mean, they could claw their way to the AFC Championship game. But, man, if they went to the Super Bowl, I've said this time and time again, I would be genuinely surprised. I mean, sure, at the end of the day, I might be like, oh, okay, Mahomes, right, whatever, whatever, Andy Reid, whatever. But this team ain't as good as the Ravens. This team ain't as good as (laughs) – I mean, look, they faced the Browns in – Cleveland might favor the Browns there. You know what I mean? Like there's just this AFC is wide open, but I mean, the bills bills given their record are just as good as the chiefs right now and have better weapons, which is exactly why I was all over the bills yesterday. Uh, You know, if we're going to get into the game though, the bills absolutely try to lose that game just as much as the chiefs try to lose that game. I mean, I couldn't believe they got, they had the ball. It was 210 on the clock. I don't know if it came off the penalty or what, but it was 210 on the clock in plus territory, in Chiefs territory. And I'm like, cool. Run the ball a couple times. Get it to the two-minute warning if you want to get aggressive after that. Cool. No, they tried throwing the ball each time. 
and uh, couldn't even get it. I think it was third down at 201 on the clock. You know, they never got it down to the two-minute warning. They didn't bleed any clock. They gave Mahomes as much time as possible. He still had two timeouts with a minute 35. Uh, they were dying to lose that game. But they tried their hey, hardest. They, they tried their hardest. And props to Kelsey because that was an amazing play. He tried to pull off. Like, that's just a heads-up play. You know, I mean, you're, he's lucky that Tony was ready for it. But like say, said, Tony I mean, was complaining. Not, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you saw, but Tony was like throwing his hands up because he was open and didn't get the ball there. So I am surprised huh. that Tony was ready for it. If you watch, because if you watch it, like Tony got open and he just threw his hands up. You could tell he was frustrated. And then Kelsey threw him the ball. Obviously, he caught it and then he was in the touch or in the end zone happy. But if you look, you can see him visibly frustrated. And it's just assuming yeah. that it's because he wasn't getting the ball because it didn't look like there was any like holding or anything like that on the play. And so I don't even really know. This team feels discombobulated. It really does. This team just feels discombobulated and not ready to play. The, the one saving grace for them is that this AFC is as wide open as possible. That Joe Burrow's down, that Trevor Lawrence isn't fully healthy and the Jags haven't been there, that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are definitely the best team in the AFC, but even they haven't separated themselves. They had a really good win yesterday. But they had a really good win yesterday, obviously, but it went to overtime. It was great to see Lamar have that game winning or game winning style drive. Obviously, Stafford came down, they got the field goal, but good to see that. But the Chiefs could find their way into the Super Bowl. I would still, I would be shocked. This is the first time this year I've really felt like I would be like genuinely shocked if they did, just because of how bad they're looking. But they could find their way in just because of how bad the AFC, and like on a level of what we thought it was going to be. We thought the contenders are going to be high, and they just aren't that. Because then you have a bunch of unproven teams. You've got the Dolphins unproven, the Jags unproven. Obviously, the Broncos, the Texans, the Bills are. The Bills are one of your most proven teams, and they've only gotten to the AFC Championship game one time, and they're right now they're the 11th seed. They're not even in. So, like, really, when it comes down to it, you might have Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and everybody else in the playoffs may not have a playoff win or really even a game behind them, other than Joe Flacco, which is why the Browns could be semi-interesting if playoff Joe Flacco comes back. But, yeah. Man, I have a few responses to what you said. I mean, look, first all, first off, if any coach and players have reason to complain about an outcome yesterday, it is the Rams and Sean McVay on that punt return. There looked like there were some blocks in the back on that play yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, which would be a complete judgment call. Uh, yep. Look, the Chiefs, just to wrap it up on the Chiefs, first of all, that was for as much as the Bills really tried to throw that game away, the Chiefs didn't want the game either. It was still a really good game. It was still a December football game that had real they're, stakes they're that felt fun. like a playoff game. Josh Allen had that fadeaway throw, which was like the definition of chaotic. Like I don't, I'm trying to figure out how the running back, how the running back just like stayed where he was. He could have gotten that ball and you know still got the first down. And for him to mm-hmm. turn upfield and for them to like telepathically know. That was the play. That's one of the most incredible plays you'll ever see, period. Um, But, I mean, look, the Chiefs, they dug themselves this hole. They said week one or going into week one, Kadarius Toney, we view him as a number one guy. Tim's a Giants fan. He knows. I mean, you we could have seen this coming, really. I mean, you know, I, th- I think a lot of us were saying this week one, like, hey, if this is the receiving core, cool. Like, as long as Kelsey's making room for him, then okay, yeah, it might work, but 
these guys can't get separation. They can't, they don't have that, that, uh, what do you call it? That cohesion with Mahomes, you know, like a Kelsey or like the receivers of the past. These guys just aren't consistent at all. So, you know, the Chiefs dug themselves this hole. They still have a really great defense. They still have Mahomes and Andy Reid at the end of the day. But, hey, there's enough talent in the AFC, and the AFC is literally just, like, who's got it that week. Uh, yeah. You still got to favor the Chiefs a little bit. We'll see how we feel once it gets that time. But, I mean, these, this receiving core is just not it. It's not it at all. And, uh, you know, we'll talk more about the Chiefs week to week. But, of course, yeah, I mean, you know, look – I'll save some thoughts for later. We'll talk about all these other teams. I'll get to that later. But I, and then, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on the Ravens, Browns, and, and so forth. Yes, 100%. And so another, obviously, the other main, main big game from yesterday, Eagles-Cowboys. Cowboys demolition job, 33-13. to 13. Uh, They look like they got the MVP at kicker and quarterback. <laughs> he was kicking from all over the lot. Uh, and he's doing it with such ease. It's, I think this year you might find because of how he's been playing, you might try to find a lot more soccer players to go try to play in the NFL. Because like, if you can get second level, third level soccer players who are like, Hey, you're not really playing much, but we can throw a bag at you for just kicking a bunch of field goals. Okay. <laughs> like I think like they, I think some people might actually, do it because they have such great legs obviously because what they do is kick but timmy what were your thoughts on the game and what were some of your takeaways from the chiefs uh chiefs the cowboys demolition job of the eagles uh the cowboys defense really shined when it needed to uh we've kind of seen them play against good competition and just kind of like back down like the seahawks they let up a lot of points um but three straight drives or I don't know if it was three straight, but it was three drives that were all looking like they could have been points on the board ended with fumbles, which were huge. Yep. Jalen Hurts, three, AJ three Brown, best players. and then, yeah, DeMonte Smith gets one at the end there. Um, that was really it for me, was the offense didn't look like it was the offense that it's been for the last few months. Um, and their defense was just allowed, was able to take control when they needed to and just get a stop. Um it didn't surprise me that they lost. They've lost a lot. I think it's six in a row uh, on the road against the Cowboys. So, you know, you kind of expect them. They're two really good teams. You expect them to split. Just kind of how it goes. But I think the Cowboys are definitely rising in my rankings in my head. Uh, I think they're definitely a lot better than I want them to be. Uh, so, yeah, I'll give them the, the pass here. I think they're doing pretty good. We were talking earlier, and you said that you think that the Cowboys could be like a Super Bowl team. Still don't know about that, uh, just because they're the Cowboys. So, fair enough. Uh, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the game, Cowboys Eagles? Um, it was a weird game in general because I mean, me and you talked about it Thursday, like how this game really could have the same recipe as last week. Like if it gets if the Cowboys get up at all, like. How much, of, how much of a fight will the Eagles really put up, you know? Like, will they be up for the fight? Because, I mean, in general, this game really didn't mean as much to the Eagles as it did the Cowboys. Eagles lose this game, they can still win the division. Uh, and they were set up very well to win the division. Uh, I actually think this coming week versus the Seahawks will be Monday night. Uh, I, think, I think that'll be a closer game than what people are really, like, talking about. Like, I almost think 
don't know if this is related at all, but like Geno Smith was a late scratch. I almost wonder if they're like, all right, we're not going to be San Francisco in San Francisco. Let's put all our chips in the bag for uh, for the Eagles next Monday night. Bring Geno back, have the whole offense. Like maybe that's that's their thinking. Um, Seattle is notoriously a tough place to play. That's their season next week. So you got the Eagles coming off a gauntlet. This has always been part of the gauntlet, the Seattle game. So, uh, I mean, that's that's a different story. I mean, we'll get to that, I guess, Thursday. But uh, they did not need this game as much. So that's where I'm really struggling to really, like, like what are my eyes telling me? Like, yeah, the Cowboys look like the better team. The Cowboys look like the more mature team compared to the Cowboys teams of past. Um, but I think, I think most people would have been on the Cowboys winning last night, you know? So that's where I'm struggling. Like, it was a great win. It's one of the best wins of the Dak era, the Dak and McCarthy era, for sure. But it's like, if they were going to win one, it was going to be that one. That's one they needed. You know, if they lose that game, none of us are taking them serious for the Super Bowl. And now it's like, okay, now that they beat up a beat-up Eagles team, are we supposed to take that seriously? Yes, we should. But at the same time, it's like, you know, how much credence should we really give that? So that's where I'm struggling. I, I do take them serious as a contender. I kind of have all year. I put them behind the Eagles. Now I almost want to put them on the same pedestal. But like Tim said, push comes to, uh, excuse me, push comes to shove. I'm still taking the Eagles. But the Cowboys, at least at this moment, look more explosive, especially on both sides of the ball. So I don't know. But you still give the Eagles time to get it right. Their offense looked weird yesterday i don't know but they still have a ton of talent so you can't really count the eagles out here's the thing i completely agree that you don't count the eagles out but they haven't looked right for a while they've just won games which has been which is obviously but it's been good so like they've like it's shown the resiliency of the team obviously they had a great they obviously the late drive against the chiefs and then obviously they came down to the plays at the end there they obviously had the late game, late drive against the Bills, and then it came down to the plays there, obviously. But they haven't looked really great all season. They've just gutted out wins, which is obviously a really good thing to be able to do. But Dallas looks better than they do. Like in all, like they look more physical. They have they look like they can move the ball offensively, defensively. They look like they are more live right now. Like, obviously, you can trust the Eagles late in games, and you can trust them. They're going to be trustworthy in the playoffs. It's not like they're an easy out by any means. But right now, at this moment, the Cowboys are a better team than the Eagles to me. Because you're right you're right about the health. But I also don't know if Jalen Hurts is getting healthier this season, and that matters. I don't know how much healthier they're really going to be by playoff time. And with that loss, they're at least going to have to go to San Fran. They shouldn't lose again i mean they play the giants twice the cardinals and the uh, seahawks the seahawks game would be the one to lose probably if there was going to be one they shouldn't lose again so the division should be there dallas shouldn't run the table in my estimation i think they probably will lose one but you never know it could happen where dallas could run the table and they could lose to the seahawks next week and they don't but i'm not that's nothing I'm predicting, but right now I think Dallas is a better team, and I honestly would favor Dallas in a matchup with them right now, again, if they played even in Philly. I just think that Dallas right now is playing like the second-best team in football just behind the 49ers who are a juggernaut when healthy. You're not wrong. You're not wrong in feeling that or, or saying that. I mean, I, 
like I said, I, I kind of feel the same way, but at the same time, it's like once it gets to playoff time, I think the play calling will be better for the Eagles. And that's really where I'm hung up on the Eagles is A, their play calling, and B, their defense, uh, which is exactly where the Cowboys could get them. You know, if that offense is playing that way and is being that aggressive, they absolutely could go into Philly and win. But if Philly gets back to being an efficient offense, you know, I liken them to the Denver Nuggets last year, the Eagles offense, they would just get, you know, they try to get to second and five and then try to get to third and three. They wouldn't even worry about the first down on second down. They're just trying to get as much of that 10 yards in whatever increment they can. You know, they're constantly mm-hmm. playing at second and third and short. And that's when they're at their best. And I don't think they've done that enough late in the season. Uh, it seemed like they were at least doing that when times got tough earlier in the season. But, hey, I mean, look, they're still making it through this gauntlet in a positive record. So, I mean, they're still doing the right thing. They're just trying to get to the playoffs. Um, and the playoffs are a different game. I mean, you know, we've seen enough of the Cowboys to know what they're like when they get to the postseason. Thing is, they do look like they have grown up. But... You know, if you want to pick nits in that, you could look at their schedule and say, all right, who have they really beaten outside of the Eagles? It's really just that Eagles win. Maybe I think they got a Rams win in there, too. Um, Seahawks. Seahawks. Yeah, that Seahawks win was good. I mean, you know, we were expecting a bigger win. So there's nits you could pick all over. The Eagles definitely have more holes. I think we'd all agree on that than, uh, you know, than what they did certainly last year. So. I don't I mean, know. That, there's such a toss-up well, to me. I really don't know what to make of it because, you know, I wouldn't be surprised either if the Eagles went and blew them out in the postseason if push came to shove. You know, the Eagles just have that I'd be, in them. I would, actually, I would actually surprisingly – I'd be surprised at a blowout. I wouldn't be surprised at a loss. Right. Maybe Eagles not a blowout. Maybe, no, no, maybe, no, like a, maybe like a 10-point win. You know what I mean? I just like don't think the Eagles win. right now have – the problem with, that I have with the Eagles is I just don't think they have the ability to even blow anybody out. No, not they that look – Not that you have to be – They look less explosive. Not that you have to be able to blow sure. somebody out, but even like the Cardinals game coming up or the Giants game coming up, I should think those are 15-plus point wins. They might just escape by eight. And cool, it's a win, and it's the NFL, and that's what you aim for, are wins. And even if you got to the Super Bowl and won the Super Bowl just by winning by three, by four, by two, you won the Super Bowl that way. So kudos to you. But, like, as as you and I did, Kyle, when we were, like, the Giants game, like, when they were playing the Giants, we booked. There was 17 and a half at the line at one point or something along those lines. Everyone was hammering the line because they're like, okay, they're going to blow out the Giants, the Cowboys would. And they did. It's just like the Cowboys have the Cowboys this year have eight wins of twenty plus, which is like two behind the most ever, which was the two thousand seven Patriots. Not gonna talk how that since ended, but um, the two thousand seven Patriots was the most. So like they've been when they need to, which has been most of their schedule, they've been blowing people out. Well, over these next three weeks, they've got the Lions, they've got Lions who are reeling right now. They got the Bills who are desperate and playing hard, and they got the Dolphins who are gonna be chasing a one seed. So they got three big games coming up. If we'll they can go out. two, I was gonna say if they can go two and one, or if not three and zero, oh, they could even possibly they'll be solidified as the second favorite. They're never gonna be solidified as the favorite until they see the 49ers. again. The 49ers have had their number the last three years, so like it's impossible for the Cowboys to be the favorites until they see the 49ers. Even if like Debo went down again, they're in, that to me they can't be the 49ers until they actually see him and beat him. I was like, Timmy, I don't know if you had any other points on this uh, Eagles side or the Cowboys side of things at all. Okay. Um, 
how did you guys feel about the uh, Ravens win? Uh, I don't know, Tim, if you want to start. How do you guys feel about the Ravens and how they're won? Obviously, they're now looking like they, they're in firm position as of right the second for the one seed, them or the Dolphins. But how did you feel about the game? Uh, I was definitely worried throughout the whole game. Um, you know, it was kind of just like a back and forth, and it didn't seem like the Ravens were really showing that they were the better team. Um, mm-hmm. I was expecting the Ravens' defense to really put up a better fight it was going to be bad weather. We knew that. And, you know, they let them score 31 points on them. So uh, I was definitely a little underwhelmed with how the Ravens played, uh, but they got the win, which is good to see. And I don't yeah. think the Rams are necessarily like a bad team. I think they can hang with a lot of teams. So I think this is a pretty quality win here. It's good to just see that they were able to play all four quarters of football when they needed to and get the dub uh, versus like when they played the Colts and they needed to play all four and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's a good thing that they won good good to show that they could zay flowers came through when they needed him to lamar played a great game um yeah it was just kind of a, a different type of win normally we see them kind of blow up and just run the ball really well they didn't really run the ball too well they threw the ball really well uh so uh kyle yeah it was a good win for them i think my takeaway more so was on the rams like how how formidable of an opponent they are and are gonna be for everybody they face down the stretch here. Um, I mean, they have a great shot of making uh, one of those wild card spots here. Um, so I mean, you know, the Ravens. I've said it before. You know, I'm a Lamar fan. I mean, he's on my fantasy team in the league we all are in. And look, it says a lot now that like when I either if I'm betting the Ravens or I just have Lamar in the lineup in general, I'm like, I don't really know what I'm getting from Lamar. Like, yeah, I know he's going to get me points, but I wouldn't be surprised if he throws two picks today. Or I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a fumble here. I wouldn't be surprised if the, the Ravens just happen to lose to the Rams. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I don't have the utmost confidence in them. That I should, given their record and given their pedigree, given that they do have Lamar at quarterback and Harbaugh as coach. Um, they got some playmakers. I know they're missing Andrews, but you know, you expect a little more confidence in them at this point in the season. That being said, like Tim said, you know, they've coughed coughed up this type of game before in the past, in recent weeks. They didn't do that. They got the win on a, you know, walk-off punt return that might have had some blocks in the back. Hey, but they got the win. Uh, they Who's their schedule? Who they got next week? They got a couple divisional games left. They got the Bengals the last week. Jaguars uh, hey, next week. Jaguars, right. Jaguars next Sunday week. Night. And then- That's right. They have, a, they have a gauntlet over their last four. It's pretty uh, tough four. So hold on just a second. I had just read this off with Timmy before. Uh, they have the Jags next week on Sunday night. Then they have the 49ers on Monday night. That's and right. then they have the, Christmas. They have the uh, Dolphins on no, – they have the Dolphins going to them on the 31st. It's probably going to be for the one seed now that the Chiefs lost to the Bills, even though it possibly could not be. And then they have the Steelers last week of the season in Baltimore. It's a gauntlet. So, you know, I just got done saying I don't have the utmost confidence in them, but I do like them in that Jacksonville game, and I do like them in that Dolphins game, you know? Yeah. Uh, 49ers, that's tough for anybody. Um, that's a great holiday lineup, though. New Year's Eve, you got you got them versus the Dolphins. At home, I'm assuming. That's Dolphins coming to them. Yeah. And then at Jacksonville next week. And, and then at, Niners at on Frank. Christmas Day. Christmas night, I believe. That's going to be a great one. Uh, yep. So, hey, just like the Cowboys, we're going to find out, you know, uh, Ravens have had 
at least compared to the Cowboys, Ravens have had tough games here and there spread out. Uh, mm-hmm. But the fact that they got some here at the end, yeah, it'll tell us a lot. And hopefully Lamar can stay healthy. Um, but, you know, overall, I mean, it, yesterday's win was pretty on brand what their season has been. You kind of can't predict what they're going to do, even though they, you know, they only have three losses, right? So, yeah. I don't know. They're a weird team to me. I'd love to have more confidence in them at this point, but I don't have as much as I should, given their record. But we'll I see like, with them. I like the win. Um, I think they should – I thought that they were going to win this game kind of going away, honestly. And I thought that just because you had the West Coast team going east, Lamar 17-1 and one against them. He's now 18-1. and one. He was 37 touchdowns to seven picks going in. He's now 40 touchdowns to eight picks. So he's still played great against uh, West Coast teams coming to him. Off the bye, John Harbaugh's 12-3, and three, now 13-3. and three. So, like, I expected a win, but I expected it to be by more. I expected them to cover. They didn't, but they did get the win. The fact that Lamar led them down on that drive at the end, I think, says a lot. I really – I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I really like how Odell's looking. I think that he's a legitimate playoff weapon, and he's been in playoff caliber games. He's played in the Super Bowl where he was on his way to being Super Bowl MVP until he got hurt. He's played in big. He played with the Giants in a couple playoff games, even though he's had some bad moments there. So he knows what those feels like, along with having good moments on that Rams run. So I like everything about this Ravens team is to like. And since I, I'll say this because this is something I wrote down uh, today, thinking about it. We and we've mentioned this a little bit before, but the Ravens and the Cowboys, if they don't get to the Super Bowl this year, it's not great. Like the Cowboys and NFC Championship game, I should say to the Cowboys, because unless they see the 49ers early, which if the 49ers on the one seed, they <laughs> might have to see them early. But barring a 49ers match, and even so, the NFC is as gettable as it is. The Eagles obviously are a good team, don't get like a really good team, but they're banged up. You can tell they're banged up. Jalen Hurts has been banged up all year, he's continued to look banged up. Other than the 49ers, the Lions are young. They still haven't – the Lions are not even able to put together wins right now. They look like they're reeling a little bit, like they're showing their youth. And then other than that, in the NFC, next team's probably either the Rams or the Packers. Like, unless I'm forgetting one, like the NFC South to the NFC South. And then, mm. like, there's not much in the NFC right now. You have your top teams or obviously your top teams. And then after that, it's like – what do you have? I think so. I think the Cowboys are in a great position, but especially the Ravens. No Burrow. Herbert just got injured. Trevor Lawrence is banged up. CJ Stroud, if that was going to be like a first round matchup or anything, obviously in concussion protocol, but if he does miss this coming week, that could literally knock him out of the playoffs. The Bills aren't in it right now. She's like every single team that you possibly could even think of. The Browns are on a fourth string quarterback. The Steelers are on their second string quarterback. Every single team other than you right now isn't at full strength, really, other than the Dolphins. But the Dolphins haven't even been there at all. Tua has never played a playoff game before. We'll see what goes on there. Obviously, they made it to the playoffs last year and lost, but they didn't have Tua for that. So, especially the Ravens, but the Ravens and Cowboys, they definitely should be thinking Super Bowl. And if they don't get there, it's going to be – a little disappointing, more so on the Ravens side to get to the Super Bowl. For the uh, Cowboys, it's really, if you can't get to the NFC Championship game this year, my goodness, what else do you need? 
So, like, it's that kind of thing. Unless they guess when they run into the 49ers in the divisional. But even then, I don't want to put that caveat. I shouldn't be like, hey, you can't beat this team, so I have to give you – I can't give you credit for that. Like, no. you They've beat you so many times. Go beat them. Like, you, you need to go beat that team. I understand they're very, very good. But if there's a team that has the weaponry to kind of match firepower with them offensively, especially with how Dak's playing, it's you. And then defensively, you may not have as many playmakers, but Stephon Gilmore is looking closer to what he was in New England's Defensive Player of the Year than on the other side of his prime. We've got, obviously, Micah. you got Demarcus Lawrence. Bland's been playing great at corner. Obviously, there's been a couple times he's gotten beat, but otherwise, five defensive touchdowns, he's playing great. Dan Quinn's calling great games. This has got to be the year for both of them. It's got to be the year for both of them, in my opinion, to do. I I both agree and disagree on the Cowboys point uh, because I've had the same line of thinking. Ravens, I mean, that's why I'm exactly so worried about the Ravens. You know, like I mentioned earlier, I should have more confidence in them. But, like, there's nothing, there's literally nothing to like in the AFC in general. I would From love top, for Lamar to win a Super Bowl this year. Like, I would for love me, it. like, I'm a, I'm a Lamar I guy. It. I would love for Lamar to get a Super Bowl MVP. Like, him hoisting the trophy would, like, would make me happy. Like, I would love to see that. Look, I, I hope, mean, we, I really, I kind of hope, I really hope, like, that's honestly, like, a little favorite. Like, I hope he's my, that would be my favorite one to come out of the, uh, AFC right now, but sorry, go on. Yeah, no, I mean, I think I've been banging that drum for like since at least week eight, where I'm like, look, it's set up for the Ravens. And the closer mm-hmm. and closer we get, I'm like, all right, they might get home field. And maybe once they get home field clinched, maybe I'll feel a little different. But I'm not like even if you gave me a 50 50 shot Ravens versus the field, I don't feel fully confident in the Ravens yet. Maybe I'd feel different with Mark Andrews. I just, there's something about him and I can't explain it. And that's me as someone who's rooting for Lamar. So I don't know what it is or why. And I can't even come up with a team that would be the one to replace him. Honestly, it would be like the Bills if they get in. That's that's one I think everyone should be afraid of if they get in. I can't take the Jags seriously yet. Chiefs, I mean, we talked about the Chiefs. We know how I feel about them. But like, it's all set up for the if Ravens. If the Dolphins get home field throughout. That could be it then that would be the one team. But they have to be beat it. the Ravens to do so. Because if the, the Dolphins get home field and they get to play every game there, uh, oh, most of it got down to the two-yard line. Sorry, that matters for you, Kyle. Yeah, so was, <laughs> yeah uh, that yeah. does. <laughs> that matters for you. Scoreless in both games right now? Uh, I don't know about the Giants game. Timmy, you're going to be the Giants guy. I'm going to be the Dolphins and Titans guy. I could look at my phone, but I'm lazy right now. But uh, <laughs> the Cowboys, I agree with you, Keenan. Like, I was thinking last night, like, they definitely have the potency to beat a 49ers team. Like, I don't see it, but if there was one team to do it, it'd be them or the Eagles. And the Eagles just, they don't have the potency right now. I'm not writing mm-hmm. them all the way off. I can't write them off no. yet. Uh, I don't think they're getting back to the Super Bowl right now. That's my gut feeling. And obviously, they were my Super Bowl pick. But, I mean. To a fumble, that, uh, that's like the two-yard line botch snap and then the titans have it so most it's not gonna score well there you have it there you have it dolphins aren't making the super bowl if they're playing like that (laughs) yeah i was gonna Uh, say dolphins are absolutely not getting there now (laughs) ravens all day (laughs) ravens all day uh i mean look just to just to wrap it up though i mean look i can't see i can't see anybody being the niners right now i really can't afc nfc anybody uh cowboys would be your cowboys would be your best shot uh especially i mean just in general you know you'd probably put the cowboys one right now if you had to 
Number two would still be the Eagles for me. But I kind of I'd love to see a rematch of the I'd love to the Eagles. I'm oh, not Eagles. Sorry, the 49ers and Ravens. That game in two weeks, I think. I'm could really be the Super Bowl preview. We're be. gonna be watching that together, Kyle. That's gonna be a be. blast. We'll be and uh, there'll be the NBA game on at the same time, but that'll probably take top billing because yeah, that absolutely. I mean, who knows? By now, by then. Lamar could put together two or three games. I guess it'd be two games of, or no, fuck, one game. We're already one game, a week of, one game of in brilliance between for Christmas. That's crazy. I gotta, I gotta start my Christmas shopping tonight. So, there you go. But, um, no, I mean Lamar. Maybe I mean this week, and then maybe that 49ers game. Maybe he turns it up a notch, and you know he really he shows us what MVP Lamar really is. But I mean he's played pretty slightly above average. I would say this year. It's been a it's yeah. been a weird season for him. Um, yeah, it's been. I will say, uh, I just want to bring this up. I'm sure we're gonna we're gonna talk about it, but like with with MVP, like now now Dak's the favorite, and he's really given us six MVP weeks. Like his whole season hasn't even been MVP quality. Last week, Purdy was the favorite. Um, I'm just hoping for Tyreek and CMC to continue having big games down the stretch here. I would love to see one of them win it. I think. This is their only real shot at it because there's I doubt we'll have a poor QB year like this year or have as many starting QBs out as we've had this year. So I'm hoping Tyreek has a big game tonight, continues to cement that because I think he will have a resume at the end of the season, especially when you stack it up. But I mean, I was going through Dax games last night in weeks one through six. It was the definition of average. Since then, he has been MVP quality. Since for sure, the Rams but it game. hasn't been. Yeah. And it, it just hasn't been, you know, 14, 15 games of it. That's my only nitpick with Dak. And Brock Purdy, yeah, he was, I mean, come on. Brock Purdy is great. He's fun to watch, but he's not the reason why the uh, the Niners are where they are. You know, the weapons he's, are. So. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. He's like the third or fourth. He's, player-wise, he's the fourth or fifth best player on his own offense. Like, oh, pick six for the Dolphins <laughs> for my alignment. By what did I tell you? They're going to score a touchdown. Yeah, you did. Um, so, but Dak over the last seven weeks has been playing phenomenal football. Like, he's truly been, he's been an MVP over the last seven, but you're right. It's a whole season thing. So, I get where you're coming from with that 100%. What I did want to say, Kyle, on a kind of side note, and then we'll go into other things. The Christmas Day game schedule for like NBA and NFL kind of works out for us perfectly. Like it kind of works out perfectly. We got Chiefs Raiders at one, which will be a solid fine game. But you got Bucks Knicks then, and then you got Warriors Nuggets at two thirty. So that takes your time. And then you got Eagles and Giants at four thirty. Couldn't care less about that. I'll keep my eye on it. Couldn't actually care less about that game. But at 5 o'clock, you've got Celtics and Lakers. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And then you at 8 o'clock, you've obviously got the uh, Ravens seeing the 49ers. You have the, Heat seven, you have the Heat Sixers at that time. You're going to be watching both. Both matter. And then right after that game's over, you've got Mavs Suns. So, like, Christmas Day kind of works out perfectly in how they put it they put the warriors nuggets game and then the lakers celtics game in the perfect spot to where that that's prime time christmas that 2 30 and that five o'clock game are actually the prime time christmas spots and that's when you've got the eagles and giants who i couldn't care less to see so 
it's gonna it's a perfect it's gonna be a great football it's gonna be a great sports day for us yeah thankfully those those two early games thankfully are not much to watch that is that's for sure and then yeah you get niners ravens not really by itself but close enough you know what i mean yeah they'll say uh, sixers heat's cool but like it's not niners ravens right right yeah it'll it'll be fun to watch and you know we'll have them on concurrently but yeah that oh yeah that i'll probably is... move a tv into the same room so we have like both of them set up we'll have it set up nice um i do have a quick question for you guys here it has to it's a question that has been brought up before on like different years at different times but it's a year that i feel like the question needs to be brought up timmy i'm asking you first um do you think the NFL needs to change their playoff format? Meaning that every division has a winner. Uh, every every division has a obviously a winner and that the each division winner has a home playoff game. Potentially. Um, this is definitely a few years in a row now where we've seen pretty much the NFC South and Loki the AFC South just let us down every year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be like opposed to it. Um, but at that point, if we're not doing division winners, you kind of just got to get rid of divisions, which is like a problem. So I would say keep it the way it is. And we just hope that that crappy division gets better. It it does fluctuate. Like it used to be the NFC East used to be the worst conference. And now they're like one of the top heavy conferences. So I don't necessarily think having the division winners in is bad. I would rather see the, you know, nine and eight division winner, not be the four seed. I could agree with that. Maybe make them the five seed if they're worse than the five seed. Like right now, the the four seed in the NFC is the Bucks at seven and six, right? Seven and six. Six and yeah. seven. Six and seven Bucks, but the five seed is the ten and three Eagles. So like you could definitely flop around and do it by record, but yeah. And then if it's like two teams from the same division, whoever won gets the home field. The other team doesn't. They could definitely fix it. Uh, but I don't really see a big problem with it right now. All right, Kyle, how about you? I agree. They could fix it, but the NFL ebbs and flows. You can't really fix it because of what the last few years have been. Because, um, you know, then you're taking the importance of divisions, which really is, like, part of what holds the NFL together. You know what I mean? Like, in the NBA, divisions are absolutely meaningless. There's no point of even having them. Winning your division means nothing. In the NFL, it means something. <laughs> it really, uh, really doesn't. Yeah. And go ahead. No, I was going to say, just because I'm thinking about it, like the Pacific Division, which is the best division in basketball, like they have five teams that make the playoffs. That I mean, now, because they have the Lakers, Clippers, Kings, Warriors, and Suns. Like well, I, the division winner of the Pacific doesn't matter. All five of the teams are going to make the playoffs. It doesn't like it. It's not like you can, a certain amount of teams can make it. Like all five of them, they could be the one through five seed, let alone not that they're gonna be. But yeah, yeah. Like it would be right. cool if the NBA actually did determine that for home court to some degree. I mean, then you'd have these exact issues in the NBA too, because you know records are all are all over. But you know, so I like the NFL's importance. Really, what I think they need and what they're eventually gonna do for sure is, you know, I think within the next three years we're gonna see an eighteen game schedule. Um, you know, I think their playoffs are pretty perfect. I thought they were perfect before before they added the wild card. I thought it was just like whatever. Now we're you know that last wild card spot most of the time is going to be 
a bad team, I think. You know, like we had the Steelers and Roethlisberger last year going to who? I forget who they played. Kansas City. It was a KC, exactly. So you're going to get that in a lot of cases. But like in the case of this year, it could be the Bills as that last wild card spot or the Broncos as that last, last wild card spot. So playoffs are fine to me. I think all I want to see is for them to just finally add that last uh, regular season game, get it back to even numbers. And uh, I think that would even out our Thursday night games. I think that would make the Thursday night games even better because they would probably set it up where it's teams off a of bye playing on Thursday night. But playoff format's fine. I don't think there's anything they need to change at all. Yeah, the only thing I was thinking was doing away with the division winner getting a home playoff game. But the division winner does get a playoff spot. Just because, like, I mean, because, like, last year the Bucks were 9-8. and eight. The Cowboys, I think, had 12 wins. Yeah, the Cowboys were 12-5, and five, and they had to go to Tampa. And then, like, this year the Cowboys probably are going to be 12-5. and five. The Bucks or the Falcons will probably be, honestly, 8-9. and nine. And they're going to go to Atlanta or Tampa. And it's like, okay. Like, I understand yeah. it's like back-to-back years where like, I mean, and it's fine because like at that point, if you're that, if you're really a 12-win team, you should go to the inferior competition and win. And like Dak waltzed in there and completely took apart the uh, Bucks last year when they were reeling. And then this year, they probably should do the same thing if that's the case. But I don't know. There's just a little part of me that thinks that if you win more games than them, you should probably be hosting the game. Like you've done more work all season to do such a thing, but yeah. that's, the, mean, that's, that's, that's the only thing I, I, partly, I do like the fact that there's divisions. It's partly true. But then again, like I said, I mean, then you're running into the same, it's not necessarily a problem, but it's, you know, it's what the NBA has, which is why even have divisions. Cause if you're not mm-hmm. playing for home field and you're just playing to get in, there's really no point other than for scheduling. Yeah. Um, and again, it just ebbs and flows. Like, yeah, that happened last year, but I can tell you, <laughs> everybody, it was like, yeah, the Cowboys should win this game, but nobody would have been surprised if the Bucks had won. You oh, know, no, that's, that's that was Tom the sentiment going. It, yeah, that was the sentiment home. last year, which was like, you know, the Cowboys are the Cowboys. They lose this game, even though they should blow the Bucks out. And of course, they ended up doing that. But yeah. so, I mean, it all depends. It's all dependent. And you know what? Honestly, of like course. if the Bucks, if the Bucks make it this year. They're honestly the most formidable opponent for anybody. Like, they're the most complete team. They just haven't been consistent. The Falcons have no business being there. The Saints proved week after week they don't want to be there. Uh, you know, yeah, the Falcons, Panthers, have, the Falcons don't have the quarterback to be there. The Saints don't have the uh, coach to be there. And the Bucks just have inconsistency problems. But they have what, yeah, it, they have mean, what it takes to be a playoff caliber team, especially in the NFC. It's just that they haven't – they don't seem to – after since, since week four, they just can't put together back to back great weeks. Yeah, no, nobody, like they, nobody wants to win it. Somebody's got to win it. That's exactly where we're at in the NFC South, and it's it's yeah. been entertaining. But the Saints should be better. I can't even put it all on the coach. Like Derek Carr hasn't been great. They could have they oh, could have been turned Derek to James. Carr now. hasn't been great. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, there's no reason why they shouldn't have at least turned to James for a game. Uh, you know, just based on Carr's play. So. Yeah. You know, that and then the Falcons are just, I don't even know what the hell to call them at this point. They have so many could-be playmakers that are not. So the Falcons are just in their own class, honestly. Okay. Um, 
that was all I had question wise um, there because I was going to do some real fakes, but we actually naturally covered them throughout the entirety of uh, our talking. So I don't even need to. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to bring up? I would just like to ask you guys. I touched on the MVP. Who is your guys' personal MVP at this point throughout the season? If you had to pick one. I think I think it'd have to be I think Dak's going to probably win the award as long as he doesn't flame out at the end. I think Dak will win the award. If I had to choose one, it'd be Tyree Kill. Uh Christian McCaff what's up? Do you think the Cowboys are running the table? I think they can lose once and he can still get it. So you think they're going three and one down the stretch? I think they will they play the commanders, I think, the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. Um that's a dub. That's an easy W. Um, let me look at their schedule real quick. I think it's the Dolphins. It's the Browns. Bills, Dolphins, the Bills, and Bills, Lions. Bills, Dolphins, and Lions. I, they have the possibility of running the table. I think between probably the Bills and the Dolphins, because they go to both, they'll probably drop one. But I don't, I don't know which one yet. Um, it would make more sense that they drop it to the bills just because the bills are a more physical team. And that seems to get the problem a little bit when the, when the Cowboys control the line, they're almost unbeatable. And I think that the uh, bills can help control the offensive and defensive lines more so than the uh, dolphins can. And cause I think that the Cowboys are very, very suitable and can beat and can beat the, uh, Is Tyree Gill injured? He did just go down clutching his knee. Great. Well, so much for that MVP and everything (laughs) else. And possibly my fantasy season. No, hopefully he's okay. Shit. Let me me tune into this game with you guys. Sorry sorry for viewers who are seeing this, but like, yeah, um, I'm watching this replay right now. Ooh. Yeah, it's twisted up. Yeah, he got his leg all twisted up there. He's hobbling. Oh, he's walking off. Doesn't right. look, doesn't look great, but he's walking off. He's part. Give him a breather. Yeah. But anyways, okay, okay. Oh, he's running. He's good. Yeah. He's fine. He's jogging. Yeah, okay. I can. Oof. I can. I can take over on that MVP talk, though. Yeah, no, you take you take over the MVP talk. I'll get back to it. Sorry, I think I'm, I was mesmerized by Tyree Kill. <laughs> I think I I pretty much agree with you here. I think Dak is probably going to win it. It'll probably come down to Dak and Purdy, and I think Purdy can really have a shot at it, just statistically. Um, everybody wants to not put Purdy in it, and they say that they call him check down Purdy or whatever it is, and that it's like not him doing this, but statistically he's there, like he's in the top. Oh, absolutely. And I don't remember who what it was. I saw it on social media. They had brought up the last like five MVPs to win it and their yards after contact percentages. And Brock Purdy's right now is lower than every single one of them except for Lamar Jackson. Mm. Um, pretty sure like both of Patrick Mahomes, he had like 49 to 52% of his yards come from after the catch. Um, and Purdy right now is at like 46. Uh, so. He has shown to me that he can make throws. Like this last game, he made quite a few throws down the field that resulted in big plays. Um, so I think 
you can't you can't count him out. The only thing is I want the NFL to give it to like Tyreek or CMC to prove to us that this isn't just the most valuable quarterback award and that it is the most valuable player award because um, it's just been quarterbacks. You know, I want to see if Tyreek hits 2K, you give it to him. You know, so, yep. Um, so finishing what I was saying, and Kyle, I'll let you answer. Uh, Brock Purdy has to be statistically in the conversation, but the thing with Brock Purdy is like he can, it's the same reason why I don't feel like Tua is there either. When they're not under the duress, the offense that they're put into, they make every single throw possible. They make they usually make the right reads, and they look like they're putting on a light show because everything is just open for them. And don't worry, don't don't get me wrong. They make throws. Like his throw to Debo yesterday, Brock's that was a great throw. Like um, that was a great throw. Like it's not always easy to put the ball forty five yards down the field on a line in stride that's not an easy thing rolling to your left yeah that's not an easy thing to do like i'm not trying to make it not trying to take away from these two quarterbacks they're easily both top 15 quarterbacks in the league brock they both can play they both deserve to be in the league it's just the fact that when when their team has needed it this year they both haven't performed at the highest of levels yet and that's the thing with them like obviously uh, when they needed it against the Chiefs, Tua wasn't that great. Obviously, I've, he got the built uh, against the Browns. Brock got him down, and they missed the field goal. But against the Vikings, he missed plays that could have been under concussion. Uh, against the Bengals, when he needed to make plays, it wasn't there. So, like, it's just been in situations like that when they haven't made plays or when they've needed to make those plays, like where it's been do or don't. They've been more so don't as to where like Tyree Kill. You can go back to big plays, even week one against the Chargers. He made that big, obviously the big catch. Obviously, Tua made that big play there too. So I'll give him credit for that because that's a nice throw. But Tua, uh, Tyreek Hill made a great catch on that on their touchdown one. But Tyreek is the engine that runs that offense, and Debo and Christian McCaffrey are the engines that kind of run that offense in San Fran as well, which is why I would lean it to them. But because of the fact that Debo has come on so strong as of late, and Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's been still been great. But, like, it's been Debo and Christian McCaffrey these last four weeks. It's really been Tyreek Hill in um, Miami. I would lean Tyreek Hill as the player. And so I would have Tyreek Hill as my MVP, my personal MVP. I do think that Dak will probably win the award, barring catastrophic stuff down the stretch. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to say Dak probably will win it just because it's literally been week to week. Like, two weeks ago we were saying Hurts. Week before that, people were saying Purdy, or last week, I should say, people were saying Purdy coming off the win. Um, I I actually disagree with their sentiment that Brock Purdy hasn't made the plays. I think he's played as well as he possibly can with that team. I mean, he's putting them in position. Like, he definitely didn't do it in that Vikings game, for sure. Like, Kirk Cousins outplayed him. But, you know, I think he's been better in spots than Tua necessarily has. But I completely agree with their sentiment that the Dolphins – are the Dolphins because of Tyreek, not because of Tua. You know what I mean? You take Tyreek off that team, they're still probably, like, who knows, who, depending on who you replace them with, like, they still might be a playoff team, but Tua definitely doesn't look as good, right? And uh, the Niners are the Niners, like you said, Keenan, because of Debo and CMC and Ayuk and, and everybody else and Kittle. Um, so that's where it's, like, laughable for me that Purdy's in that conversation. I think Purdy's excellent. Like, I, I, I love him as a QB. I really do, but... MVP, like, that's insane to me. Like, you, you're completely right. Like, 
the Niners are where they are because of CMC, because of Debo. Um, I think it's hilarious ever since we brought up that Aaron Hernandez versatility thing. Like Debo's just gone the fuck off. Like he heard it. It seems like he heard it. It seems like every play is like a seventy-yard touchdown for him. He heard like, it. I'm. Shit. You can't convince me he didn't hear me say. Well, then <laughs> Debo's better than Justin Jefferson. He's like, oh, bet. Okay, I am better than Justin Jefferson. Let him stay on the like, sideline. He can't even play a full game now. And I'm gonna go out here and look like the best receiver in the league. But no, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. No, he looks. He looks great. And you're right, Debo. The way he's emerged. <laughs> excuse me. It almost kind of dampers cmc's uh campaign but look if Not they has been bad he's been great let's but let's say literally just because of how great debo has been it makes him be like oh it's not only christian mccaffrey it's christian and debo like it can't be a joint award that's the only reason sure. why christian mccaffrey kind of gets a, half a step back let's say tonight though let's say tyreek goes for uh two touchdowns and 157 right like great stats it's putting him closer to 2k and he continues to put up those type of numbers and like he's down the stretch like that's what we'll remember from the season like he keeps having these big games down the stretch and he doesn't win mvp uh i would hope that the nflpa eventually goes to you know whatever meetings it is and like has the award changed like give out a best qb give out a best position player because then it's pointless because you can't tell me this year like we brought it up you can't tell me like miles garrett uh tj watt Players like that, Micah Parsons. You can't tell me players like that, Fred Warner. You can't tell me they haven't been more valuable than some of these QBs, right? And as we said, mm-hmm. Dak, Dak's been since week six, week seven on, where he's really come on as like this this MVP candidate. It's not like like if he'd been playing this way since week one, then we'd be saying, oh, this is Dak's year. But the fact that we're just gonna base it off stats and a few good wins down the stretch, that kind of cheapens the award because yeah, this should be a year where CMC and Tyreek should be like in consideration, which I think they finally are at least in talks now, but like, this is their year to win it for sure. And we should just have these years every once in a while where it's like, Oh, all right. Q- no QB standing out. Sure. We'll give them the edge, but you know, maybe a defensive player wins it. Maybe a position player wins it. Uh, this is going to be the part where I bring up 1982, somehow a kicker won it. Uh, that's always my favorite fact, but like, no, nah, I mean, there's no reason why Dak Purdy, they should be the front runners right now. Like, yeah, they're playing the best QB right now. Sure. But that doesn't make you the MVP of the league. Tyreek, so, CMC, they would be one and two still on my ballot. One thing I do want to say quarterback wise and someone who I would almost be more okay with it, who's not there right now. If Lamar Jackson runs the table and on Christmas Day gets himself like one of those vintage Lamar games and he won it, I would almost understand it more than Dak and especially more than like Purdy or Tua just because he is their offense. Mm -hmm. Like that is like their offense over there. And so they're right now 10 and three. If they got to 14 and three and he ends up going over a thousand rushing yards, he goes over about. Let me see what he's at right now, currently passing yards wise. He goes over, say, 3,500 passing yards. Uh, probably about 3,700 passing yards at least. If not even, he'd probably get 4,000, depending. Yeah, he'd probably get 4,000. 35 total touchdowns, especially if he goes 1,000 rushing yards. Then, yeah, I absolutely, I absolutely think that he can sneak his way back in and get the MVP award. Because like his it next should be three, Lamar's award to lose. Like 
That's what I mean. He should have been separating this, himself, but he's putting up very average stats right now. But he could is, put himself this back. This is the thing about it is like he's – this feels like the Ravens' years to lose. And if they lose it, it's like, oh. Okay. But, yeah, I also Jaden Reed got a touchdown too. So, I mean, I'm probably not looking good against Tyler. But that's okay. <laughs> that's already – but yeah, all right. Uh, is there anything else, Timmy? Did you have anything, Kyle? Do you have anything at all? I have a question for you guys. Love it. Love it. All right. This might be interesting. We've we've flirted with the idea of Sean McDermott potentially getting fired if they don't make the playoffs. If you know, they've kind of let us down a lot recently. You heard about his nine yeah. eleven speech? I did yes, not. <laughs> I didn't hear about his I'm gonna have up. to look that up. I, um, here's the question. It sounds very pro 911. That's all I'll say. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Unintentionally, it, it, I guess. Unintentionally, but he sounds you know, pro 911. There was like, I mean, a uh, lack of better term, like a manifesto that pretty much came out about Sean McDermott that had like 20 to 25 different sources. Some current, I think coaches on the staff like there are multiple coaches that are saying and then one of it was about he had like a 9-11 like speech that tried to like i think like a galvanizing speech something along those lines but it's something definitely to look into but go on about sean mcdermott it's a wow. crazy it's a crazy accusation <laughs> it is a crazy accusation i'm definitely gonna research it after this yeah. so my question isn't actually about sean mcdermott that's kind of just to set the set the table here uh, just because we've, we've definitely had conversations about him not being the head coach next year or potentially in the future. Here's my question. Should the Pittsburgh Steelers fire Mike Tomlin? No. Why? He's black. See, I under, I, I know what you're, I know where you're, I feel like I know where you're going with this, but uh, why shouldn't they fire Mike Tomlin? Because what has Mike Tomlin done really wrong? He's a two-time, not two-time, sorry, Bill Carroll one. He is a Super Bowl champion with that cool. roster. Um, he's gotten less than adequate quarterback play for the last four or five years, and every year they've still managed to be at least 500, if not above. And I think that every he's coached the team phenomenally. I think he's been great as a coach there. Uh, it's really been offensive coordinating-wise. Obviously, we know how much you hated Matt Canada. Uh, you are a Matt Canada hater completely. To be fair, anyway. that hire is Mike Tomlin. He hired he, Matt Canada. See that that hire is Mike Tomlin. So you think that's on him? But also, like, I don't think he's the one that picked Pickett. If he is, then that's eh, too. But like, really, what comes down to is their quarterback play hasn't been great. Mike Tomlin's a defensive coach, and their defense every year has been what their defense is supposed to be. So I wouldn't. I would not fire Mike Tomlin. Yeah, no, I wouldn't fire Mike Tomlin either. I mean, Steelers fans go through it with him where they're like, he needs to be fired. But it's like, who? okay, if he's going to be fired, who's replacing him kind of thing? Uh, I'll tell you this. Like, if if Tomlin, let's say they did fire him, which likely won't happen, but let's say they did. Let's say they fired him. I mean, I like, shit, what's his name? Dable? I like Dable a lot. I really do. I think he's one of the bright spots as far as coaching. And we see tons of bad coaching each year. But, like, if the Giants got Tomlin, I think that instantly legitimizes them, you know? And I think that's the case with a lot of teams if they got Mike Tomlin. Uh, so the fact that the Steelers kind of just have him on lock, 
yeah, you give that guy players, he's going to at least get you to the playoffs at the least. And certainly most of the time, the second round, I know they've had their, uh, their blunders in the playoffs, especially, uh, you know, in Ben Roethlisberger's later years, but I don't know. Coaches are hard to come by in this league, like extremely hard to come by. He's still relatively young for a coach. Uh, it's been rocky the last few years, but it hasn't been bad. You can't always point to him for being the reason why it's bad. You know, uh, you give that guy a quarterback. I think they do start to get, you know, in that AFC North. Can they take the division picture, which you can't really say that would pick it as of right now. So why? Who would like who would you replace him with? Do you think I have he no should idea. be fired? Do you think but he should be fired? Here, here's my question. All right, go ahead, go ahead. Here, here, here's a thing. All right. In the NFL, you got to stay relevant. You got to stay with the times. You got to be able to win. You got to you got to prove to me that you can win in today's age, right? The NFL changes every year. So, the Steelers under Mike Tomlin, right? He's been there since 2007, have made the playoff 10 times. Do you know when their last playoff win was? 2016. Correct. They haven't they, been relevant. They lost to the Patriots. Seven they years. lost to the Patriots and got dog walked because that was the Chris Hogan game where he played as good as Julio Jones, I believe. He got dog walked by the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Do you remember? I think it was 2020. It might have been the, the year Browns, before that. Browns game. The, the Steelers were like 11 and 0. Yep. And everybody was talking about how they were the most fraudulent team in the mm-hmm. NFL. Yep. And then they got proved, right? In the first round of the playoffs, they lost. Yeah, they started off with the old uh, hike over the head for a safety against mm-hmm. the Browns. Tomlin, to me, hasn't proved that he can at least get with the times. Like, I'm Iron Man Canada. Yep. Sorry. I'm going to lose touchdown. Tyler. Saquon um, touchdown, Jalen Reed touchdown, and the Dolphins scored a touchdown. My God, I'm losing to Tyler, and it's not even 930 I yet. I told you. Yeah. I told I know. you. I know. I was worried. Yeah. Um, Tough. It's not in my opinion, playoff, it wouldn't be that big a deal if they let go of Tomlin because he hasn't proved in the last seven years that he can win. So even if you do suffer for like a year or two, or if you get like that new Mike McDaniels who completely changes the offense, right? Kyle, you didn't really believe in Tua. Their offense has led them to like nine wins, maybe 10 tonight. So, mm-hmm. you know, you get a different coach in there. Maybe it's not necessarily Kenny Pickett's fault. Make Kenny Pickett. They have a decent supporting cast. You know, George Pickens is good. Deontay Johnson's good. Pat Fryermuth is good. Najee's good. Jalen Warren's good. They're all players that can play football. But together, they can't assemble an offense to score more than 18 points on the Patriots. <laughs> All right, so with Mitch Trubisky as quarterback, let's be clear about yeah, that. Bro. So here, I agree with you to an extent, and then I disagree with you for the last extent of it. I the reason I think this is similar to how I feel about Bill Belichick, but different. And the reason why it's different is I don't think that Bill Belichick should not coach anymore, and I would love to coach for Bill Belichick to coach the Patriots. The thing that I don't want is him to touch the offensive personnel any longer, like coaching-wise, and I don't want him to be the GM. And for Bill, for him to have to be there, I think he has to be both. He won't step down from GM in that. So if they got rid of Bill, I think that I would be okay with that because I feel like that's the best for the entire team moving forward. But if you're telling me that I could just have Bill Belichick as a coach and then he just looks – oh, and then I'd be happy with it. I think – 
I don't think Mike Tomlin has that kind of stranglehold over the Steelers. I could be wrong. I don't. I could be wrong. I don't think he has that kind of stranglehold over the Steelers. They need an offensive coordinator. If they get an offensive coordinator, then I would be more confident. I would be fine. I'm fine with Mike Tomlin being there. I really think it has to do with them if they can get an offensive coordinator in there that can do what you're saying. Because you're right. In today's NFL, you need to be innovative offensively. You need to be able to kind of push things forward. That's why we've seen Brian Flores was not a bad coach. But we saw the jump that obviously Mike McDaniels has had because of how the offense has been. Brian Flores has been doing wonders with the Vikings defense. They clearly just won a three to nothing game. That was a disgusting game. But he's been doing wonders with the Vikings defense, who has been not great over the last few years this year. They are. So I think because I think Mike Tomlin and Bill Belichick are like two of the best defensive coordinators in the league still. I just think that they need offensive coordinators there and. So I get what you're saying, but I think in the Tomlin case, you can get an offensive coordinator to help out with what you're saying rather for than me, having to fire him. For me, Tomlin is on a short leash. I would say maybe not a short leash. I don't know if that's the right saying here, but let him finish this year, and then I'd probably give him one more year. And if you can't prove to me that you can at least hire a coach that can change this offense to where they can actually win games because of their offense and not only their defense, then – some changes need to be made because this has been – that'll be 10 years of no playoff success from playoff Monotony caliber Monotony isn't good. Monotony isn't good, Kyle. Let you respond to that. Um, My response to that would be like who <laughs> – what coach is getting positive results with this group other than Tomlin? Uh, that's one. B, he has history of having like – great offenses you know i don't look at him as just a defensive coach i mean this is the guy who drafted antonio brown mike wallace uh shit emmanuel sanders when he was in his prime like he had great years with the steelers uh you know they're known for at least good running backs Najee, like, like they Le'Veon, definitely need i was gonna say Le'Veon bell obviously they have Najee harris they've had juju yeah. smith schuster when he was putting up like 1600 yards they've had if, offensive pieces for sure so like, if it's, your it's, argument is playoff success then you got it Steelers fans have been arguing that for years uh just in general as a coach though no you're not gonna find much better than Mike Tomlin you're not and he is still like of the last generation so he's not as aggressive offensively as like the new Mike McDaniels and Shanahan's and and uh Sirianni's and all that but he's still as top-notch as you can get same thing with Belichick if these guys were to go on the free market they would have you know, they'd be unemployed for like six hours, honestly. Like they would have a job lined up for them. So if your argument though is playoff success, then yeah. I mean, like I said, Steelers fans have been saying that since 2016, since 2017, like they've been all over that. Uh, I just think it's hard to justify that playoffs in the NFL are so 50, 50, almost like literally 50, 50 with the one game playoff. So, I mean, you have an argument if that's the case, but if the Roonies were going to fire him, they would have fired him, you know, six years ago. So I don't really know when his window is closing because it seems like he's there for the long run. Um, famously, they like what? They've coaches, had, as we know. Yeah, they've had three coaches over the last 60 years or something like that. Um, and if you go through his win-loss, and you're right in saying this, Tim, it is all past performance. But even if you take this year, I mean, what the hell are you supposed to do with Pickett, Matt Canada, who he fired, rightfully fired, and goddamn Mitch Trubisky if uh, Pickett goes down, right? So 
It's tough. I would assume they got a new quarterback in there next year, or maybe they try to revamp it with a new offensive coordinator and get pick it one more shot. Um, but I mean, he's still winning even with that. He's still winning with, with even that. So I just, you know, yeah, they would probably in your hypothetical situation, they'd probably go for a a new age offensive coach. But I think we'll still have to wait at least another three years, and they would have to be like a wildly unsuccessful three years, you know. So. Tomlin continues to have success even in this league, even with the quarterbacks he's been given. I mean, he the dragged way- he dragged dead Ben Roethlisberger to the playoffs somehow. So, you know. well, that was I was gonna say that was just because all he did, he was checked down Charlie and just threw it to Najee like every two seconds, like one two Najee. Uh, the only thing, the only way I could see him getting fired next year, which is not gonna happen, is if they lost out, missed the playoffs the next year, went like two and fifteen. Like, they would have to be terrible. It would have to be that kind of year. Like, it would have to be so bad to where it was, like, so against the norm. Because, like, his calling card for the fact of why he is that good is now because of the fact that it's like, okay, he's never had a losing season. We know, they know going into the season where it's like, okay, we're going to be relevant. We're going to win games. We're going to be in playoff contention every year mentally because, like, somehow he's going to manifest teams wins where they shouldn't really get them. I mean, their point differential is terrible. And they're win and they're still winning games. So I, I do. It's interesting. I actually think it's more interesting than make maybe it seem on the face. Like why would you fire Mike Tomlin? But to me, I think they just need an offensive coordinator rather than firing Mike Tomlin. But maybe to get that offensive guy, you might need to fire him. And it's what you're saying. So I get it. Yeah, and I don't even think that's the case. I mean, I think it really is as simple as an offensive hire, and then with plenty of teams we see this get the right quarterback i don't think pickett's yeah, the oh yeah 100 percent. so i oh, mean no. even with even with canada if you get, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> even with canada if that's a i don't know you know you've got joe flacco there apparently you're a better team so uh by the way who would have thought i'd be rooting for joe flacco here just as like a story like i used to hate flacco back in the Ravens Pats rivalry days and now I'm like oh it'd kind of be cool to see Flacco go on a run with him which is like in play it's possible he very well could he could um, even see the Ravens in the playoffs that would be hilarious if it was that Ravens Browns and he got them out of there I would be like that would be a blow to the Lamar legacy I wouldn't have would have no defense <laughs> if you're a Lamar fan <laughs> if he's got out of there by the guy he replaced if the um if the Browns made the Super Bowl, which honestly doesn't sound as crazy as I thought it should sound right now, that would be if it was like a Browns say Lions Super Bowl, the views on that, obviously football fans would be cool, but like looking back, that'd just be such a gross Super Bowl. <laughs> that just be, but I mean obviously it's football, so I would love it regardless, but like Someone would like, by default lose by the worst way possible, just given each of like their could, histories. As I say, could you imagine, like, on the table, you could get, like, a, say, Cowboys, Ravens, Cowboys, Chiefs, uh, 49ers, whatever, all these storied, nice franchises with a bunch of top end talent. And then you just get, like, the defensive Browns with Joe Flacco and then just, like, the Detroit Lions because they're from Detroit. And you're like, oh, man. What has this team ever done? But it'd be it'd be fun. It'd be fun. I mean, hey, those are still two very storied franchises. So I mean, they'd have oh, it, it's they'd have the angle. Yeah. <laughs> they'd have Listen, the angle. You could find the um, angle. You could find those the are angle. just those are those are two of the most snake bitten franchises. So if that 
ever became the Super Bowl, that would be the first Super Bowl that had like those uh what those jets that fly over. Like for some reason those would be like they malfunction and just crash into the stadium. That would that's what would happen if the Browns and Lions were in fact the Super Bowl participants because that's just the like kind of the last throw of the game, the ball would be like shot with a BB gun or something. The ball would just explode, and people would be like, "What's going? <laughs> like, what's going yeah. on here? They lose power this? in the stadium again. Like, yeah, lose power the, mid play with the Beyonce. But it wouldn't uh, come back on. Yeah, exactly. Come like, back on. We don't. We don't know what happened, but we have no way of regenerating this power. We're, we're flexing so. this to the high school stadium. Quickly wrote flexing it to next Our, Sunday. We're flexing this to Tuesday. <laughs> like they just aired on Tuesday for some reason. Be nuts. I do want to give uh, the refs credit. Yesterday, I don't know if you guys saw this call in the 49ers game. Um, it was just funny to me. Like It was just such a eagle-eyed call, and they usually will just always call it against the defense, anything against the defense, really. But it looked like Debo got horse-collared. Did you guys see this? Yeah. And they actually got him like – he actually pulled him down by his neck. And I don't know how the ref caught that in real time because, like, if you just looked at it, yeah, it looks like a horse collar. And even on the replay, it's like, okay, he did get his neck, but it's right above where his collar would be. So, like, how did you just see that in real time? So it'd be nice if we got that kind of uh, efficiency and eagle-eyed from the refs all the time. Doesn't seem like we do, especially in the case of the defense, but that time it actually was in favor of the defense. So I want to give whoever that ref was his props. Um yeah. But yeah, is what it is. All right. Well, this was the Warner Brothers podcast. They can follow us Instagram, TikTok, like, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we are always going to be on Apple Podcasts, going to be on Spotify as well. So check us out there if you're not checking us out here on YouTube. Uh, appreciate everything. Timmy, appreciate it. Kyle, of course. Uh, this was episode two hundred. Oh, well, well, sorry. We sorry. need to take a shot for this two hundred episode. I don't. There's nothing here. I mean, you guys got Tim. You got anything? Can you got it? Danny has nothing. I don't believe that. No, I'm not opening a white claw for one drink. You got to do. A, you got to do something. I'll, I'll take a sprite. I'm done. So I'll, I'll be back with the sprite. You got Keenan serenading us. Take a shot for me. Jordan oh, Love oh, fumbled, oh, by the way. Oh, oh. Can the Giants win this game just to add more chaos to the league? If they did, it would be crazy because then the Giants are like as in the playoffs hunt as the Packers are. Imagine, if, would you be upset if the Giants made the playoffs? Kind of, would you be I want, the I'd rather have like a top 10 pick because they're not going <laughs> to win a game. But hey, never know. All right. Ugh. So Kyle, you got something? I do. I do. I got a shout out. Crown Royale right All here. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody put them up. We need, we need some Warner Brothers podcast shot glasses is what we need next. Yeah, we, we need some. You got to do a shot to- of White Claw. I'm not doing a shot of white claw. I don't drink, Kyle. You know that. Um, what we need, said, though, you say that, but I've done shots with you. How do you explain that? Um, what, I have done shots with you. <laughs> and Tim's done yeah, shots with you. Listen, now you're disrespecting I, us I and this podcast. I don't actively drink. And all the fans. I don't have. I don't actively drink. I don't. But I take a shot every white, now and again. But you have white claw during a celebratory. Do you have a shot glass? Do you have a shot glass? No, I don't have a shot glass near at all. I don't. 
I don't have the stuff near me. No, we're, we're doing it up the Sprite can. This is I don't believe Sprite, that so. if you asked Danny if there was a shot glass somewhere that she couldn't find one. I bet she would I find probably one. Could find Five one seconds, she'd have a full shot. Of something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tim, what do you have? What, what do you take a Tito's. shot? Tito's. Tito's there. There we go. There we go. Okay. All right. Well, Warner Brothers podcast episode 200. Everybody hey, put 200. the drinks up. Put the drinks up. Shouts out Tim, to everybody. Tim, glad to have you on. Glad to have Good it. To be on. Tap. Clink. Dirty Sprite. <laughs> Throw it back, bud. Yep. Oh, mm. man. Oh, man. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I may or may not leave all the just stuff that was there. I don't know if I do fun, <laughs> if I don't fun. Um, Timmy, you don't know about this, but I hope everyone enjoys the new intro. We got a new 200 special episode. A new intro for the pod. It's fire. Shout out to Shouts Kyle. Shout out to Nicholas Bogey. Nicholas Bogey from dropping the beat. Beats fire. He gave us a whole collection of beats. So we're going to be adding some stuff here. I uh, want to support. Thank you for everybody for supporting everything. Warner Brothers Podcast 200 and for 200 more again. And we're out. Like men.